Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey One Hope Church and friends, Peter here continuing our uh, season four of our podcast. And we are currently going through the Minor Prophets, taking one a week. Last week we looked at the prophet Hosea and did some related readings during the week. This week, we come to the prophet Joel. And uh, hopefully you had a chance to listen to uh, my teaching on Joel uh, this morning at One Hope Church. If not, or just if you need a refresher, here's the quick uh, bullet points of that message. Uh, The background of Joel is that a great uh, national catastrophe has happened in Israel. Uh, A locust, uh, a a plague has swept into the nation, has destroyed absolutely everything. It's a catastrophe. And Joel uses that as a backdrop for writing a series of of poetic prophecies, uh, prophetic poems, really, that um, um, ask the question, why has this happened? Uh, Why has this and other events like them, these calamities, these horrible events, happened? And, and so that's really the, the theme of the book of Joel, and it will be the theme of our readings this week that we try to tackle this question. Uh, you know, why do, uh, where is God when tragedies happen? What is, how do we make sense out of suffering and tragedies and, and evil in the world? And uh, Joel gives three answers that I found, and, and the three answers that I presented this morning were, number one, uh, he really shares how these tragedies that occur uh, in our lives and in history really can be used by God. God uses them to get our attention, to drive us to a place of repentance and, and brokenness, uh, to, to wake us up. And so we're to really utilize those uh, tragic events that happen in our lives, suffering in our lives, uh, to that end, to, to let let it drive us to the Lord. And then the second reason or answer that Joel gives is that he really also communicates that even though God uses evil things, bad things, tragedies in our lives, uh, he is not ultimately responsible for them or he's not, uh, um, the judgment doesn't fall on him for those things, but on those who actually commit the atrocities. And so Joel's other uh, really answer at this point is that the day is going to come, he calls it the day of the Lord, at the end of time, God is going to bring judgment. Uh, on all those who commit evil atrocities. Uh, no one's going to get away with anything. That even though God can use those evil things that happen, atrocities, suffering in the world, uh, that the day is going to come when he is going to absolutely right every wrong and ble- bring complete justice because not only is he fully in control of the universe, he's also completely good and he will bring justice. He will right every wrong. He will end suffering and tragedy one day. So that's the second answer. And then the third answer really points to the cross. Uh, There's some really amazing hints uh, to the cross in Joel chapter 2, where where Joel says this whole locust famine thing and and the deliverance that God would eventually bring out of it as the people of Judah would turn to the Lord and and then God brings a refreshing and and makes up for the days of starvation of the locusts. He's going to bring uh, food and, and plenty. All of that uh, that happened uh, uh, in in the earthly you know sphere it, it, in in that time of Joel pointed though ahead to a future day of the Lord, another day of the Lord. 
Uh, and each of these answers, Joel has this day of the Lord motif, and he's got this sun turning dark imagery as well. Uh, but in this Joel chapter two uh, edition of that day of the Lord and and the sun turning dark, uh, Joel shows that all of this is pointing to the cross and to that great day of, de- of deliverance of Jesus on the cross. That's the day of the Lord. That's the day the sun turned dark. And it's in that Joel chapter 2 passage that he goes into saying, In that day afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. Uh, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And it ends with, And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's the very passage that the Apostle Peter quotes in Acts chapter 2. Saying, What's happened here in Acts chapter 2? The, the result of the cross of Jesus, his death and his resurrection, and now this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And so that was kind of the gist of the message and kind of these three answers of Joel. Um, what I want us to do as we kind of dive into our readings for the week, and that I would also encourage our our podcast discussion on Saturday to kind of center on is this main theme of Joel uh, of, of, of maybe that middle answer that I gave uh, or the middle answer of Joel that I shared in point two of my message was really centering around um, that the day is going to come though. God can use evil and suffering. He's, he's ultimately going to eradicate it. He's going to judge it. Um, and, and that whole point of that, you know, for example, the Babylonians came in and, and attacked uh, and destroyed uh, Judah, and God used that to bring judgment upon Judah, and yet then God turns around and judges Babylon for the very thing that he used them to do, because they were guilty of atrocities, and, and so he punishes them for the very thing that he also uses in that instance, and there's many examples of that, and and what I was not really, didn't have time to really dig more fully into in the message time for Sunday that maybe we can explore a little bit further is this problem of evil. It's a bigger problem than just a 25-minute sermon can really provide some guidance and some possible answers for. And so uh, we're going to focus on this tension of truths that we find in Scripture this coming week. And it's kind of, it's kind of, the book of Joel is kind of helping us to uh, kind of dive into this topic of of this hope of the problem of evil. If God truly is completely good uh, and totally loving, how is it that bad things happen? And if if God is truly in control of the universe, nothing gets by him. If he's if he's completely sovereign. How is it that tragedies and suffering can occur, and and what's the meaning of it all? So, uh, it's a tough question. There's a tension of truths there. I'll I'll give you my kind of little quick answer uh, that I cut out of my sermon for Sunday just because there wasn't time. But but my personal perspective, this is my uh, way of looking at this whole question of the problem of evil and God's absolute sovereignty in the universe, but also that he's completely loving and good, uh, is that this is a tension of truths that that we need to be careful not to try to apply our reason to and try to rationalize and come up with a solution. Because when we do that, if we try to use our human finite reason to figure this out, we will inevitably do damage to one of these two core 
truths of Scripture. Either we will make God less than absolutely sovereign and in control of his universe. We must, we'll have to say, well, Satan did get one by on God. As, uh, as I shared in my message about that uh, gal in our house church uh, on the day the 9-11 occurred, she asked, did God get one by on God uh, when 9-11 happened? The answer is no. He, God is in complete control. Did, I mean, I said, Satan, did, did Satan get one by on God? No. God is in completely control of his universe, of history, of everything. Um, and so that's one truth that we can't, we don't want to do damage to that. On the other hand, is God the author of evil? Does God invent evil? Does God cause bad things to happen? Also, no. Uh, those who commit the atrocities, the evil, they're responsible for their own uh, evil actions that they do, and they'll be judged, rightly so, one day. Uh, or they will receive the forgiveness of Jesus as their evil actions are absorbed by Jesus on the cross, and they receive uh, his rescue. Uh, but but either way, God is in complete control, um, But he's and he uses evil things, but he's not the author of evil. And so, um, and so, and that's something we we can't rationalize. We can't figure out those two truths. There's it's a tension of this the sovereignty of God and human responsibility. People are still responsible for their evil actions, but God is totally in control of everything. And I have no way to reconcile those tr- two truths. I, nobody does. And so my the way where I land on this is is to caution against trying to figure it out. Rather, hold those two truths in intention. And I've come to the conclusion, because I don't believe we live in, a, in an irrational universe, I believe we live in a, in a rational universe. Uh, it's not that there is no answer. There is an answer, but we are simply missing some data. There's some data to the equation that we're missing. And no matter how hard we try to, to make the equation work, it's, it's not going to work because we're missing data. We'll never have that data this side of eternity. And so that's where I've landed. And I, I, as I come to these kinds of truths to uh, communicate in the scriptures, I come to the place where I just see that we're children in this universe. In, in God's eyes, we're little kids. And someday our brains will be developed enough in which God can give us the more complex answers. But just as you give your kids simple answers, you know, where do babies come from? You know, but, you know the baby's in mommy's tummy. Well, the baby's not really in mommy's tummy, but that's a simple answer. There's a much more complex answer that eventually when those kids get older, we'll give them the bigger picture. We'll give them the more complex answer. For now, we simply need to trust as children to their father uh, the true things that God has spoken to us. They're true things that God has spoken to us, but uh, they're simple answers, and someday we'll get the fuller, more complex answer. For now, it's enough to rest in what God has told us. He's told us what we need to know. So that's where I land. Um, and uh, But this is a tough question, and uh, and as you as you wrestle with this question, and uh, and it's okay for you to disagree with me on this uh, or with anything else, but just kind of process that and go through the readings this week, and uh, really look forward to our podcast team discussing uh, this one on Saturday because it's a it's a tough question, and uh, uh, but I think there's real fruit as we wrestle with these hard questions sometimes, and and then just really go through these readings with a degree of humility as well. And just allow God's word to, to speak to us and, and to receive his word as his word, his, his revealed truth spoken to us. All right. 
Let me pray for us. Lord God, thank you for the book of Joel and for these really tough questions that he was brave enough to tackle and to really allow you, Father, to, by your Holy Spirit in him, prophetically speak into our lives through the events of his day, but ultimately pointing to uh, both the final day when you right every wrong and ultimately to the cross where you absorbed all sin, suffering, and evil forever. Uh, Give us grace to hold out that hope in that final day and to fix our eyes on the cross as we wrestle with these difficult questions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 